lot and all of that. I, I love that. Um, it's good. I just want to say a special. It's good to see my Aunt Sandy back. It's so good to have her back. And we have missed you so much. But uh, just God is, you know, and I, I got to tell um, uh, some of the Dream Team today that the numbers are, are starting to grow again. And we're very excited about that because we want people to know about Jesus. And our focus, obviously, is uh, to win the lost and to go uh, make disciples and do all the things that God's told us. But we, you know, we can't do that if we're not on fire. Come on. If we're not willing to say, you know what, God, you are the number one in my life. And so we're trying to, um, in our heart, PK in my heart is just to kind of take, if you will, if you understand my meaning, church out of it just and put relationships, instead of as much religion, but more relationship and just that our church, we had a great service first Wednesday. God healed people right on the spot Wednesday. Um, it was just, you know, I got to speak from my heart. And, and um, PK and I both, I mean, it was one of those, I, I came, you know, Lord, what do you want me to say? And he actually basically said, just I'll get it to you when you need it, when you get up there. And that's kind of what happened. But I just enjoy being in his presence. You could feel the presence of the Lord uh, that night, I feel him here today. I feel there was a little difference in the worship. Um, not as much, I mean, these guys up here, yes, but in all of us together as a, as a church family, as people that are in relationship with Christ, I could feel there's a little bit more of a, of a boy, a hunger, and, and uh, I'm excited to see what even happens in second service. Brings me actually to the message of what I, I feel the Lord wants me to, to share and talk to you about today, and this one is just called Assignment. How many would like to just know, what's my assignment? I mean, you know, God, tell me what I'm supposed to do so that I can accomplish that. And I believe, and we say it here all the time because we're living life on purpose at TLC, but you were created on purpose for a purpose. God has a reason that we are still on this earth at this time, during this pandemic, during all of this stuff that's going on. We all have an assignment given to us from God. And really, until we follow that, till we start heading towards our assignment or inside our destiny, if you will, of where the Lord wants us, we kind of almost feel like we're not hitting on all cylinders. There's something else. There's something else in front of me. I need to be doing this, or I'm just not quite happy. I'm, I'm this or whatever. I mean, it's one of those, uh, something's missing. It's almost like getting a recipe and, and you left an ingredient out. And it just, it tastes good, but it's not what, it, I mean, something's different. We forgot to put something in. So as we grow and we live and we walk this earth, we find out what makes us tick. We find out the things that we like, our passions, the things that we're good at, uh, what we are, what motivates us, what gets us up every day. So God has already provided what we need. According to the word, it's already there. We have to believe and receive, but we need to get into the toolbox God, how do I do this then? So what do I do? The, you know, I feel that. So how do I find all of this stuff? So I wanted to talk this morning. I believe the Lord wants us to talk about assignments. So how we can walk out what he's called us to do. But before we get started, I want to pray. And then I want us to laugh a little. How many need some medicine today? So <clears throat> medicine, the laughter is like medicine, the Bible says. So it's, you know, we need sometimes, we have a lot of, irritating negativity going on in the world so sometimes just a good chuckle will help you but father we thank you for today i thank you for your anointing that i feel on this platform i thank you god for my family and my wonderful wife 
and honored that she would call me best friend. And, and God, I thank you for these wonderful people that have come today to hear your word. Bless this service, Lord, that we would leave changed more like you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, when I was on staff uh, at uh, a church in Dayton, one of my jobs was to put things on the church sign. Sometimes those were good. Sometimes I knew the pastor didn't like them because he took them off the sign and put all the letters on my desk. And I found out, like, okay, I don't know. I got it right out of the book that you gave me that said church signs. And, uh, you know, so anyway, these were on some church signs. God does not believe in atheists, therefore they don't exist. Artificial intelligence is no match for just natural stupidity. Ben, you'll like this one. Walmart is not the only saving place. I thought this one was cute. I hate this. There's another one. Looking for Mr. Right? Well, this is his house. God is our wireless provider. The manger was the first king-size bed. Jesus said, I'll be back, before Arnold ever did. <laughs> Adam and Eve, first people to not read the apple terms and conditions. <laughs> Honk if you love Jesus, text if you want to meet him. <laughs> Tweet others as you'd like to be tweeted. Uh, okay, here's some riddles or questions and answers. Who is the smartest man in the Bible? Abraham, because he knew a lot. Who was the first drug addict in the Bible? Nebuchadnezzar. He was on grass for seven years. Where, is, where was Solomon's temple located? Inside of his head. Just. What kind of man was Boaz before he married? He was ruthless. <laughs> what do they call pastors in Germany? German shepherds. The greatest financier in the Bible was Noah. He was floating his stock while everyone else was into liquidation. <laughs> Which Bible character had no parents? Joshua. He was the son of none. So get our laughs out, get some medicine in, and let's get back to the message. God says our assignment should be one of righteousness, joy, and peace. In other words, in the kingdom, it's something, you know, some things will just come easier for you because it's you on assignment. It doesn't mean you're not going to have any difficulty. It doesn't mean there isn't going to be resistance. How many knows the enemy doesn't give up ground? You have to take it. So we understand that, but some things that would be like pop everybody, like, I can't take it. If that's on your assignment for whatever reason, it doesn't bother you like that. Because it's part of who you're made up to be. It's part of your DNA. It's part of your chemistry. God is using you to be his hands and feet for some special purpose. But the kingdom of God, where is that? It is in each one of us that are believers. And obviously, you can't really have righteousness, joy, and peace if you never laugh. You need laughter. You need that medicine. And, and really, in the world that is looking for someone that has any kind of answers... Aren't we, we did that one series, and I'll have to check if I have them, and we have, I think we have some left. Um, we need to glow in the dark. 
We need to be believers that just glow in the dark, that people are like, oh, my word. They're walking where we're walking, but they seem to be doing it differently. And we have those wristbands that say True Life Church, but they actually, they glow in the dark. If nothing else, let that band remind you. We'll, I'll have Scott look for those, and if we can find those, maybe we'll, he'll stand there by the exit as you leave and, and give you one if we can get a hold of those. But in this upcoming election in November, and this whole worldwide pandemic, how long will the mask go on? How will this, or who's for this, and who's for that? There's a lot of noise out there. But people are looking for someone that will just be trusted and that they can feel at peace with. You know where you get peace? You get it from the prince. Half the battle is just knowing where we are, where to stand, what to do. That's half the thing. If you have a project, how do we get it started? Where do we start at? What's our assignment? So our main text today, I had to go to Nehemiah 2, 17 and 18. But now I said to them, you know very well what trouble we are in. Now, as I'm saying this, I mean, I like this for the very fact I could look around the room. We could talk and I could say, you all know very well what trouble we're in. There is a, there's stuff out there for us to do. Jerusalem, this is what it says. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire. Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and end this disgrace. Then I told them about how the gracious hand of God had been on me and about my conversion or conversation, I'm sorry, conversation with the king. They replied at once, yes, let's rebuild the wall. So be, they began the good work. I like this particular scripture because I, I, not only did they rebuild the wall, there are things that happened that I think we need to focus on today. There's so many things that are trying to get the believers off the mark, off righteousness, peace, and joy, just settling for this or, or, or for that, or somebody's just charismatic. Well, that, that must be good. You know, charisma won't take you only so far. You've got to have something past that. If we're going someplace, somewhere, we'll need the AAA. Agreement, assignment, and a plan. If you're going to get somewhere, you're going to need to know where you're going and how you're going to get there. Our first thought is this, get with God. Get with God. He has the plan. There is a cause. There's a reason to act. It is important that we get with God and we commune with him and let him download to us what this plan is. What's motivating you into action? What are you done tolerating? Are there things? I mean, I, I heard somebody say this, and I've said it before. You deserve what you tolerate. If you're going to put up with it, it's going to happen over and over and over again. You have to put a stop to things that don't line up with the word. Who are you taking with you? My wife had said Wednesday, you know, we got to make sure that we stay pure before the Lord because if you're the priest of the home, you're opening up things to your family. Who are you responsible for? Did you know that everybody's heading somewhere? Very few of us are really alone and don't have anybody else that we affect. Your life does affect somebody. Who are you leading? Who's watching you? Are there people following you that you're unaware of? All the time we find out people that are saying like, I just watch you every week on Facebook. I don't even know who these people are. Some of them are in different states. And they sent us notes, and we're like, oh, that's, that's awesome. 
Here's some truths. We cannot give away what we don't have. We have to import truth in order to export truth. And God wants us to construct our being before our doing. We want to, to have some wisdom. How many need wisdom? Just, I mean, I do. And the God, the, God says we can ask for it and he'll give it, but we need wisdom sometimes before we tackle a, a project or a plan. Okay, Lord, let me step back. How do you want me to do this? And we live in such a society that just loves success. And their view of success may be different than yours or the Lord's, but, but we want success. So it's, everybody wants to embrace. Everything has to be successful. They want that. But, you know, success is really, let's determine it by the plumb line the Lord would snap. There's so many times right now, especially in this state that the world has been in, that people are in a lost state. They keep bumping into walls, almost like a pinball machine. People have been on lockdown for so long. It's stay-at-home mode, and they, you know, um, it's just a different. I mean, and, and it, we, we've had to adapt to that different culture, different, different things. And, and uh, you are required to wear a mask, and there are people that don't wear a mask and that do wear a mask, and I get it. I don't like wearing a mask. But I'm, you know, if I need to wear a mask to go get groceries, it's not a big deal to me. I'll put the mask on, I'll go get groceries, I'll take it off as soon as I get out of the building. I'm good. I still have my religious freedom, I still have my beliefs. The mask didn't stop that. Come on. So, there are parents now that are just, I mean, even on our dream team today, I appreciated the candid and honesty of Carmen, I said, yeah, school's back in session. She's like, yes, <laughs> two days a week. At least she's saying two days. Thank you, Jesus. I've got my house back for two days. The kids don't rule. <laughs> I get it. But there are parents now that are, that are saying, okay, we can do this or we can do this or they're, they feel like they're forced to, I've got a homeschool, but they didn't want a homeschool. They didn't know they could. Has God ever put you in a position where you didn't know that was in you and you found out, guess what? It's in you. But you had to kind of work through some stuff. People are feel, feeling overwhelmed, insecure, inadequate. They're just saying, I, I, I need to see a promise, a light at the end of the tunnel. When will this be over? We need to trust Whoever we're following, my challenge is let's follow God. You can always trust him. You can't go wrong following God. Trust and integrity are ingredients that aren't always found in this world right now. There are people on street signs that are saying, you know, please help me. I'm hungry or I'm, I'm jobless. And, and if you're like, if you have compassion, you want to help them. I do but I don't know if it's valid. And that's hard. And I mean, so you have to ask God, God, I mean, am I to help them or, or not? And, you know, I've told stories of, of people that we've tried to help that said, we'll work for food. And I pulled up to a guy and said, hey, man, jump in. Church is only about five minutes from here. I can, we got about four hours of work for you and I'll pay you. And I told him the dollar amount, which was above minimum wage at the time. And, and, uh, and I'll feed you lunch. And he, he flat turned me down. He goes, no, why would I do that? I can make more money just standing here. I just, you know, I kind of left there like hurt. There, you know, not everybody is genuine. You can't change that. But what you can 
is plug into God and then just follow him. If they're not valid, the Lord will tell you. The Holy Spirit in you will tell you. I was at another store one time and somebody with a white cane with a red tip and sunglasses walked right over to me. At first, I'm thinking, how did they know I'm there? And then I thought, well, maybe they heard me get out of the car. It was at a strip supermarket, you know, one of those strip malls or whatever, or stores that are right there, and came out and they said, hey, could you give me some money and help me? I'm blind. And I'm telling you, as quick, now, I'm, my eyes, it's kind of, how many know that mag- magicians live off deception? My, my eyes see the cane, red tip, white cane, sunglasses, blind. I, I'm already, okay, he's blind. The Holy Spirit in me said, this is why he said, totally silly. But this is how this went down. This is true. This is exactly true. The Holy Spirit said right away, he said, ask him for his driver's license. I said, sure, I'll, I'll be glad to help you. Hey, can I see your driver's license? And the guy goes, oh, sure. Put his stick down, drug it behind him, and walked away. I'm just saying, you can't affect all of those people other than let God be your guide. Let God. I mean, I remember just that just, I, I chuckled about that the whole time. And then I, I just prayed for whoever that guy was. We've all been burned, though. We've all been taken advantage of, used, hurt. Things aren't always as they seem. The enemy is into decoys. He's into diversion. He's into this and that. He's, he likes to substitute things for the real thing. He tries to sell you this and say that, you know, that you're, this is the same thing that God's trying to do, but I can get it to you a lot cheaper. Let me tell you this. Everything, and PK said it Wednesday, everything has a price tag, and he doesn't tell you the price tag. He's into strife, confusion, separation, and division. So during this time, how we lead our families, our, our co-workers, our kids, our neighbors, our church, our city, our world, no matter how you slice it, if we live in this lost place with them, we are to glow in the dark. We are to be the lights. We are to be on assignment. If we are lost or those that are lost, let's follow the one that's found. Let's follow Christ that is going after not as much if he knows the 99 are found, he's going after the one. Isn't it amazing each week at the end of a service we give an invitation for the lost? Because that's what God wants. He wants those people found. He wants them to connect. There's so many people in a hurting world. They're just in a continual state. It doesn't seem to change. People don't know where they're going. They don't know why they're going. And they just seem to stumble around in neutral. I'm here this morning to say we need a plan. We need the assignment from God so that our destiny starts to get mapped out so that we can stay plugged in. So let's go back to our text. The wall seemed impossible to finish. Sometimes God will tell you something, you'll be like, God, I don't, I don't even know. Maybe it's the homeschool thing. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's a new adventure. And uh, we talked about that uh, Wednesday, just those kind of things. I mean, it might seem almost daunting. But Nehemiah had a burden for it. Now, I want to say that real quick again. He had a burden for it. What do you have an unction for? What inside you is just like, man, God, it just doesn't leave. And he set in his mind he's going to get it done. And you know, they finished that wall in a record 52 days. The impossible task, 52 days. 
Distraction tried to get him off the wall. This is from the enemy trying to get him off the wall. Invitations to change his focus. You know, let's, if God is telling you to do this, he's, he's trying to get you to focus. The enemy is going to try to get you away from wax on, wax off. To get you to something else. But you have to stick to the plan, the purpose, the assignment. Thought number two is just get available. It's not as much your ability, it's your availability. Are you being willing to be used by the Lord? You, you might say, God, I, I'm not that able. I, I, can't, I don't know if I can even do that. God's not asking what you think you can do. He's asking, are you available to do what I want you to do? Maybe you have to rearrange your schedule, your calendar, to get whatever the priority is done. You have to take time and in some cases feel like make time. In other words, you're going to take it from somewhere else to put it on something that's more important. How many understand what a list will do? You list those top things and you feel like, i got to get this, this, and this done. These things, if I don't get them done by today, I can work on them tomorrow. They can be number one and two, but today these things have to get done. You're going to have to prioritize. God, what, what, what's my assignment now? What do I need to do? Your assignment needs your personality and your influence because God only made one of you. You can reach people that I cannot reach. I have people tell me all the time, I don't want to be a, hip- I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to go to church because the church is full of hypocrites. That's like saying I'm not going to the gym because it's full of fat people. There's just people in the gym that are out of shape. Well, that's why they go to the gym. I mean, let's be real honest. People go to church, and I can't, I can't change if people are hypocrites. All I can do is walk my assignment, do my life, be the light for some. Maybe somebody, have you ever followed someone or seen someone, and you're like, I need to be like that? That's called mentorship. And so you do that. You, you adhere to those things of the principles of God. You can't control if people are doing whatever or they're saying this and living another life or they're whatever. Okay, they will answer for that, but you will answer for you. You're the ingredient to put your hand to and the ideas that God will give you and the flair that you will do them in. I mean, if you come to my house and you look at my house, other people have been like, oh my goodness, this is just like a showroom. I can't, I just put things where she tells me. That's the truth. I mean, when we got married, we, were, we lived in a, in a 12 by 60 trailer, and she came in. I had stuffed raccoons and skunk and a statue of, a, of a, like a Daniel Boone guy, and pictures were all evidently hung at the wrong height because there's a certain thing you got to do, you know, and she's just like, please let me do this. Why? Because it's her gift. It's part of her assignment. It's part of what makes her tick. In this assignment that God will give you, and you all have kind of an idea, and if you don't, God will show you, you cannot be just a sideline coach or player. You have to be involved. You must be involved and go forward for it to be completed. You cannot just wait on the sidelines. You can't do this from the bench. Actually, you know, in your assignment, your first string. 
You got to get in your mind to determine to follow through. You have to see it in the spirit first. God, show me what this is supposed to look like or give me an idea. Now, you may not have the whole plan or the whole assignment, but he will. He will. He will give you the step to take the next step and, and be able to give you something that you can say, OK, I can do that. Nehemiah looked at a wall and said, I, you know, this is a big deal. And the people are like, there's no way. But Nehemiah had a burden. Come on. He had something down inside that said, we can do this. And I will do this. I believe if the people around him said, I'm out. And there may have been some that said, I'm done. I'm not doing this. He would have said, okay. But I'm still doing it. And God will help you. You have to start saying, what would this look like completely done? What would this task be like done? What is it that is in front of you that just says, you know, it seems like, and again, things aren't always the way they seem on the, on the enemy side and on the God side. Sometimes we think we're doing something and we're like, God, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't like this. Why? And you don't even understand that God is showing you something because you're in training. Now, I didn't have this clip ready, and I didn't put it in here, but this is what it reminds me of. And you all remember the Karate Kid. You remember the, they did a couple versions, a newer version and the other. But in both versions, the story is the same. Daniel thinks he's painting his fence up, down, side, side. Wash, wax cars, wax on, wax off. And he's like, I want to learn karate. I don't want to do this. The other version is jacket on, jacket off. And the whole time they think they're doing something, but actually they're training for something else. What is your assignment? Everything in front of you, there's a purpose. It may, the purpose may be you have to discard it, you have to fine-tune, you have to narrow your search, you have to do whatever. Or it may be you need to embrace some things that God is giving you that you're like, I don't, I don't hmm. But he may not get, yeah. That's like saying, I'm a pastor, but I hate people. That doesn't go together. You're going to have to embrace people if you want to be a minister. Come on. You've got to love people. Just know that it's not always going to be a walk in the park. The going will get tough, and hopefully you won't go get going and leave. You'll just stay on, on target. There will be opposition. Nehemiah 6, 8, 9 says, I replied, there's no truth in any part of your story. Now, these are people trying to get him off the wall. You're making up the whole thing. They were just trying to intimidate us, imagining they could discourage us and stop the work. So I continued to work with even greater determination. You see, the enemy is going to try to get you off course, off the assignment, whatever you're supposed to do. And this made Nehemiah even more determined. He realized and was able to see, and that's what you need. You need wisdom to see what's of God and what is not. And so when you know that God is on this and you got this and you know when deception is being played by the enemy, you can stay on task. And once again, the enemy doesn't give back territory. You have to take it. Be aware of the tactics. Stay focused. Well, Brett, what happens if people don't understand and people get jealous and try to make me feel guilty because I'm not doing this and I feel like I'm supposed to do this or the Lord told me to do this? You're going to have to still handle those people in love, but you have to stay on task. There is a cost. There is a price tag. 
If you don't count the cost, you won't know what it takes to build or to get to the assignment where you're going. Here's our third thought. Get busy. Many are sitting waiting on God, but honestly, for the most part, God is waiting on you. There's a part that you must walk out. You must activate your faith. Get your hands dirty. Work in your field. Put your hand to it. He blesses the work of your hands. Don't procrastinate. As John Wayne would say, you're burning daylight. You can't have time back. Once it's gone, it's gone. Obedience to God on task will get you the most redemption on time. Just start, okay, God, I'm doing what you're asking me, and just stay on course. The sooner you get started, the sooner it gets done. One of the things that I did this year for me is I just made a challenge to myself when I saw something that I needed to get done. If there was a way, I would get on it right away. And, you know, or I, if I heard PK say something and she's like, we have to get this done, we need to do these. And she is a list person. She, and there's reason for that because with a list, then she knows what is getting done or what needs to get done and, and then the process of how that happens. And, and so we'll, you know, uh, she'll tell me, I, here's the things that I have that we, you know, we'd like to get done. And so what I do then is then I just, if I get a push from, from the Lord, I'm like, okay, how much time do I have? I almost, every, that's going to sound stupid because I don't mean this the way this comes out. You remember uh, The Incredibles and, and something would happen and Mr. Incredible would go, I still have time. That's all I'm trying to talk about. I'm not saying I'm Mr. Incredible. I'm just saying, I can do that. How much time do I have before I have my next appointment or before this? And I'm like, I got two hours. Oh, I could get a lot done in two hours. So then I will challenge myself. And then she'll come home sometimes from sitting the kids, and she'll be like, huh, you did this, and you did that. And I'll be like, yeah, only because I'm staying on task. And I, and I didn't used to be that way. I didn't, you know, I would like, okay, I'm going to get that later this week. And there's sometimes I have to do that, but... I made this challenge to myself to get right on things as best as I, can, I could. Because I really believe that stalling is a tactic of the enemy if we take it to an extreme. I've said this, I've preached this, start where you are, use what you got, do what you can. Start where you are, use what you got, do what you can. Those three things. I'm going to do what I can. What can I get done in an hour? The sooner I get started, the sooner I get done. Sometimes I'll go in right now, I'm studying to take a, a real estate exam. So I can just create another stream of income just to do some things. So, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't have, okay, how much could I study if I just took 40 minutes right now? And I'll just go and do whatever I need to do for 40 minutes, and then I'm off to do something else. Start where you are, use what you got, do what you can. How many knows it's not as much of how you start? It's kind of really how you finish, isn't it? I mean, starting is good. If you never get started, you never finish. But, but how you finish... Let's finish, let's make up our mind to be on assignment and finish strong. Let's do our part. I need to get and stay on assignment. Be the real deal, be the genuine article, be the person of depth, and have fun along the way. Life with no fun is no fun. And I, I do believe people are watching to see if you follow your own advice. Because if you don't, there'll be people that tell you. You don't do that. So 
People can spot a fake a mile away. Don't do what I do, but do what I say. We don't want that. We want people that will actually say and do and do exactly what they're saying. Here's thought number four is get generous. These all are get, you know, get ready, get generous. I did that on purpose. <laughs> so give it away. Be a sower. God, how do you want me? I want, I want to stay generous. I don't want to stay tight-handed or tight-fisted. And, uh, you know, it wasn't real long ago we watched an episode of Hoarders. Have you ever seen that? Oh, my word. It's hard to watch. I mean, in my mind, I'm watching and I'm thinking, God love these people, but how could you, how could you do that? They're climbing over mounds of stuff. And I, I'm just, it's hard for me to watch. But I believe we live... If we're living right in the Lord, we're constantly sowing. We're constantly giving whatever he's telling us. Kim has bought things sometime. I'm like, why'd you buy that? We don't need that. She said, I don't know. I just heard the Lord. Thought I was supposed to buy it. Okay. And we, one time she bought something. It was a big lighter chandelier or something like that. And, and we put it down in the basement. And I would look at it every time I went down there and be like, taking up space. Taking up space. It's just taking up space. But then, now listen, then I had to go back to be, she didn't just buy that just because she wanted to spend money on a chandelier that we're not going to use. And you know, inside of two months, somebody came and said, you know what, we're just believing God for whatever. And guess what it was? It was a chandelier, a light fixture, and it was just exactly like the one she bought. And so you know what we did? We have that. Here you go. Be a giver. Be generous. Get generous. Seed time and harvest. What you sow, that you'll reap. God, the Bible says, he gives seed to the sower. And there's opportunity to mentor people. Show them in your giving. I was able to see my father give, and my kids have all seen me give, and, and my wife give. And so we learn it, then we live it, and then we give it. Learn it, live it, give it. Now, I'm not just talking about giving money. I'm talking about giving knowledge, giving wisdom, mentoring people. This is how we walk. This is how we live. Import truth before we can export it. So let's get the things of God in. And then, uh, you know, we can't give away what we don't have. So we've got to teach somebody else and mentor them in success. We want to teach our children and show them. Leave them a heritage and a legacy. If we, if we don't show them, then how do we do that? And pass the important things down. If you feel that God would never use you, Brett, I, I understand what you're talking, but you know what? I have made some mistakes, and I am the poster child for somebody God wouldn't use. Let me give you just a quick list. Abraham was old. Jacob was insecure. Leah was unattractive. Joseph was abused by his family, his brothers, sold into slavery. Moses stuttered. He didn't want to speak. Gideon was poor. Samson was codependent. Rahab was immoral. David had an affair and had all kinds of family problems. Elijah was suicidal. Jeremiah was depressed. Jonah was reluctant. Naomi was a widow. John the Baptist, he's crazy. I mean, he was eccentric to say the least. Peter was impulsive and hot-tempered. He just chopped off people's ear and, you know cussed, said whatever, he had to go back and repent and all that. Martha worried a lot. Samaritan woman had been married many times. Zacchaeus was unpopular. 
Thomas had doubts, Paul had a thorn in his side, and Timothy was shy. There's all, I mean, we could go through the Bible. God took misfits and made them into something as they went on assignment. Now, your assignment might not be like mine, but whatever it is, God will spell that out for you, and you can do it. Our last thought this morning is get humble. I really believe that we live in a proud world, and we need to stay humble. Give God the credit. We are nothing without God. Nehemiah 6, 15 and 16, on October 2nd, the wall was finished, just 52 days after we had begun. When our enemies and the surrounding nations heard about it, they were frightened and humiliated. They realized this work had been done with the help of our God. You see, that right in there is saying things we just talked about. We talked about Jericho and the fear of the Lord. When God starts working in your life and you're allowing God to use you, people see that and there is an understanding without anybody saying anything, there's no way that could happen without God. God has done something with this person. And they began to reverence and understand and almost like, oh my, because of God. When God gets involved, time answers to him. I mean, to be able to do something, you know, sometimes multiplication, isn't that great how God can do things? Since he's the author of time, let's submit to God and watch him increase the work of our hands. He puts his super with our natural and ba-bam, or bazinga, or whatever, supernatural happens. We need to start saying, God, I rely completely on you. I don't want to look to the right or to the left. Eyes on you. I want to stay focused. And I mean, you remember that? I mean, again, I, for whatever reason, go back to Karate Kid. Uh, Daniel, stay focused. Focus. We don't want to be squish. We want to stay focused. <laughs> if we stay on assignment with the king... We'll finish in record time, in record time, because God will have his way if you will allow that and you will walk in, in your assignment. I don't know about you, but for me, you know, sometimes people say, I, I don't want to be stuck with this assignment for the rest of my life. I don't know. I can't answer that, but God knows that answer. But for now, what's your assignment for now? What are you supposed to do now? Embrace that, what God tells you, and watch what he does. Because, you know, when we walk this thing out, it is the more we walk with God, the more we get familiar with him, the more we trust, the more he can talk to you, the more you hear the very littlest thing now. Because you're, you're listening. Your ear is to the track. I just want you to understand that no matter what this pandemic is doing, we have a God that's bigger than all of this. And your assignment is still working. Don't get distracted. Stay on course. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, I speak.